Welcome to Good News Friday with Rick Sherwood. Here, Rick scours the internet looking for good news stories. Do something that you want to share with everyone? Find us on Facebook. We're Black Sheep Rebranded. Email us, Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com or Rick at rstherapygroup.com or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca. And now, here's Rick. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to December 29th, and welcome to the last Friday of 2023, and hopefully what is going to be a good year, 2024, uh, by the time you hear from us again. U.S. Surgeon General. You know, we have known for a long time that the stimulus uh, from games is a huge uh, good and bad thing. Um, if you go back to the Columbine shooting in Colorado uh, that happened 20-some years ago, the targets, uh, so the number of bullets that were fired and the number of people that were hit, and it, it's bullets on target is uh, the, the cruel scientific way and the, and the way of training for, for police and militaries. The bullets on target was at a higher rate in the Columbine shooting than uh, what uh, what FBI and, and CIA agents must have to, uh, to to pass to be a field agent, and when I say that, I you know you're saying, well, this is supposed to be a good news Friday. Well, the, the good news is that the Surgeon General of the U.S. has finally come out with a, with a, an advisory, and it, it is truly a public advisory, the linking social media to youth mental health. And I'm going to say it shouldn't be just youth mental health, but mental health, period. And so this advisory that came out is good news because it is in our face saying, people, we are rewiring ourselves. And so those those uh, young men who were the culprits behind and the perpetrators in the Columbine shooting, they had played a game where you you are shooting, you have a gun in your hand. And you are shooting that gun at targets on a, on a screen. And so they had done this for hours and hours and hours. And for the parents out there, parents are going to be going, well, yeah, but how many hours? I have people who have logged up who are in their teens who have logged up 8, 10, 12,000 hours on various games online because it will track your hours. And... I have kids who spend so much time. I have kids who they, they go to bed with their, their devices. They can't get up in the morning. Well, no wonder they can't because it's it's not unlike me. If I can't fall asleep at night, what do I do? I will you know grab a phone and I will surf the internet. And next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning and you go, oh my God, I got to get up in a few hours. Well, if you're surfing the internet, depending on what you're surfing for, it either just simply makes you tired in the morning or... It is conditioning you to do something that you don't want your kids to be doing. And so this research and this advisor clearly states that social media has a beneficial side in finding community support. So like-minded people. But the downside is sometimes those like-minded people are people who are going to truly actually just make the situation worse. And so more research is, is always how this stuff always ends. But the fact that they actually issued a public advisory. Please, people, take the time. I, it, my daughter hated me 
And the degree of hate that she had for me and has for me is 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 quite well documented. Uh, but she hated me. Uh, as a as a dad uh, with her in high school, I would go, no, your your devices are going to be plugged in out in the kitchen. You're not going to have computers in your room at night. You're not going to have phones. You're not going to have other things. You don't need them. You you need to get some sleep. You need to get some rest. And and then when she finally bought her own laptop, she was like, well, I bought it. So no, I'm not putting it out there. And I said, like, fine, go live with your mother then. In this house, you are going to actually follow these rules. And it wasn't an argument. It wasn't. It was a factual statement. And the factual statement was that, that no, the influence that our kids are getting. And I had a, a young lady a, uh, a few years back and she had met somebody online who had arranged to, to send her a plane ticket to Winnipeg and um, had everything arranged for her to get from, from Stratford to Toronto, to the, the airport uh, in Toronto, and to go from the airport in Toronto to fly out to Winnipeg, and they would be met. And uh, when I found out about this, again, I, I piss off a lot of people in making sure that that uh, some things that, that they don't want to become public become public, such as, you know, you're 15 and you're going to get on a plane and you're going to take off because you don't like your parents. No, that's that's not going to happen. Um, you know, the parents were frustrated. The, the, the daughter was frustrated. And in the end, um, you know, I, I got the blame, but that's fine. The fact is that girl never went out to Winnipeg. And the fact is that, uh, you know, she never... It may have been an innocent situation. It may have been something very, very innocent. However, it also may have been something very bad. And um, we can't risk the bad. And so the fact that this advisory has gone out, to me, really, really, really good news. Another really kind of uh, what I think is a, on, on the health front of life, another good news story from the last week is some researchers, uh, I believe they were out of Michigan, uh, have been working for the last couple of years using uh, near-infrared light uh, to vibrate uh, cells. And so if you think, if you go back to your old science days, your old, your old classroom days where, you know, you would get um, different cells that would be vibrating and, and, and transferring energy and ge generating heat and, and so on. So when you would energize something and you would generate the heat, you know, various things would happen. Well, one of the things that the, these uh, scientists have found is that if they take this infrared light and they target it on specific cells, on specific parts of the body, that they can actually energize the cancer cells and get them to start to vibrate and get them to vibrate at such a rate that they actually explode. No chemo, no other drugs, no other anything. So, so far, it has been working well in various stages. And so hopefully, as it goes into further trials, um, this type of cancer treatment um, will actually do something really, really good for anybody who has been affected by cancer, which I don't think anybody on this planet has not been affected by somebody in their world uh, who has been uh, been affected by cancer. And and so again, absolutely fantastic news. Because as I said, this near-infrared uh, light vibrating these cancer cells, and it is simply in the vibration. The vibration is so fast that the cancer cells are actually being destroyed. And then uh, our body just naturally takes those destroyed cells and uh, flushes them away and cleanses them from our body. 
what an incredible thing. Another interesting feel-good story about uh, Christmas and lights and all the beautiful things that, that comes with the spirit of Christmas, that, that sense, that mind state that I spoke of the other day. Rochester, Michigan. They take, and they, they started this a number of years ago, and um, they now have it so that it uh, takes them about seven weeks and uh, costs them a little over a quarter of a million dollars to put up five blocks of their main street and they light it so that just, and if you look at the video and you look at the, it looks like something from Disneyland. It looks like something from uh, some Christmas movie. Like It is so beautiful. It, it, it makes me want to put it on my bucket list. And what this has done for the for the municipality and for the town of Rochester, Michigan, is it has helped to give that a new breath of life because of the finances that come in. So you know, one coffee shop uh, they have over a fifty percent increase for that entire month, every single day. People coming in and buying coffees and just walking around, and so. All kinds of shops there are, are seeing that financial return on that investment. And so when this traffic multiplies out uh, throughout the month of December, uh, what they find is, again, that just this, this incredible um, financial return on this investment. And the feel-good for that, again, later on today, uh, we will be heading to uh, Niagara Falls. We'll be heading to Niagara Falls to see the Niagara Falls uh, light show and the fireworks uh, uh, down in the gorge around eight o'clock tonight, and then they have uh, some other areas along uh, along the Niagara River that um, they do up in these beautiful, beautiful um, displays of lights. And so again, you know, these things when when people sit there and they look at, well, it takes a quarter of a million dollars, but the psychological benefit and the financial benefit cannot be diminished. And so again, you know. We are an example of that. We're going to go out. We're going to be doing something here in Ontario. But for everybody, please go out there and, and please take some time to um, you know, support your local businesses and, and also to appreciate the effort and energy that they have put in. Another interesting story out of uh, University of California in Irvine, uh, a doctoral student who uh, was uh just doing some work in the lab, wasn't necessarily looking for anything specific, but was just simply doing what doctoral students and what researchers do, is they go in and they play. Am I overstating that? Absolutely, because it's not play to them. But they are doing what they love to do, which is, hey, how does this chemical and this, and how does this work, and how does that work? And so this doctoral student, uh, Maya Lei uh, Tai, uh, and, and if I've said her name wrong, my apologies, but uh, M-Y-A and then L-E and then T-H-A-I. And so again, if, if I've said her name wrong, my, my sincerest apologies. But what she's done is she's found a battery, a combination of layering different alloys together to create a battery that when they would set it up, so they, they set up a very, very small battery so they discharge it and then recharge it and discharge it and recharge it. And those are called cycles. And batteries all have a certain number of cycles that they can go through. 
And I, I believe that it was around 30,000 th cycles, which is unheard of. And this battery was still taking its full charge and still being able to uh, hold the charges long, dissipate the charge in the exact same way. There had been no noticeable changes in that battery at all uh, on these cycles. And so they're saying that, you know, there's potential and, and we'll see whether this battery comes out or whether, uh, it, you know, they, they say it doesn't happen or, you know, God forbid that somebody, uh, you know, buys the patents for this and, uh, and buries it. But hopefully that doesn't happen. And, um, but again, the fact is, the story's out there, and hopefully, fingers crossed, that uh, instead of batteries lasting for the short number of cycles that they do, that these batteries will in indeed come out, and we will get 30, 40, 50, 100,000 cycles out of a battery, uh, meaning that a, a battery will last perhaps 100 years, perhaps 200 years. West Antarctica. Here's another interesting bit of a story, and and. When you think about you know where these these people are doing this, they're they're on an ice shelf and they're trying to drill down through this ice shelf. And uh, a few interesting things out of this uh, this story from West Antarctica, they're dr drilling this 600 meter um, hole down through. And so there's two things that that they are trying to ascertain in this. And the one is um, when they get to the bottom of this of uh, uh, you know the bottom of this ice where they they truly hit bedrock. Or they hit ocean, you know, they break through to the ocean. Um, when they do this, what they're trying to do is they're trying to determine climate change on historic ancient ice. And there is a bit of belief that the that the world was actually two degrees warmer, uh, according to to what uh, what I read in this in this article. That so they believe that the world was actually two degrees warmer and ice still existed in Antarctica. And so they're trying to understand how and why. And so, again, good news, because everybody's always talking about all of the horrible things that are happening on the planet. And, you know, one of the, just off the top of my head, another article I read, we didn't include it, but I am going to include it now, where they were talking about the ozone hole of the 80s. So back in the 80s, they were talking about, oh, my word, the, the, this huge ozone hole, and all of these bad things were, were going to happen, and, and we were all going to die. And... In history, every single uh, uh, government came together, and when they came together, they, they created an accord that got rid of the chemicals that were creating that ozone hole. And so the ozone hole is not spoken about today because the ozone is actually repairing itself. And because we aren't destroying it, it has the ability to balance itself out. And um, so again, everybody says that, uh, you know, it's all doom and gloom, but you know what? Ozone, the reason why we're not talking about the hole is because the hole isn't there anymore in the, in the way that it was. Uh, because we all did get together. We all accepted the science. Yes, we accepted science, not what was easiest. And when we accepted the science, the ozone is repairing itself. Dementia. Anybody who uh, knows me, uh, anybody who listens to this podcast, understand that uh, dementia and uh, uh, cognitive declines of, of, of those nature whether it be Alzheimer's or dementia, uh, is uh, a topic dear to my heart. Research is dear to my heart. And understanding uh, dementia and understanding um, so that we can do things sooner to help to uh, prevent and, and stave off uh, any declines to our, to our cognition. Uh, scientists have uh, potentially, and I can't stress this enough, potentially, the early research says 
what they did is they, they had 82,000 people and it was over in the UK. And when they did this research, what they did is it was a long-term 11 and a half years, I think it was what they did. So they, they went out and they studied all these people for hearing. And the people who had a difficult time in being able to, in a noisy background, pull out when somebody was saying a number. So it was a very specific singular word. So 10, 21, 9. In a background uh, where, there was, where there was white noise being generated and other noises. And the people who had a really hard time pulling that out, uh, those people... Uh, sure enough, statistically, um, they were more likely to actually develop dementia. And so what they did is they, they studied these people. They followed up 11 and a half years later. The number of people who had dementia uh, in the study and uh, the number of people who had struggled early on with that, being able to pull that out. So they say that that may be an indicator of our brains actually you know, getting a bit of brain fog very early on, long before other symptoms are, are noted, but it's the ability to be able to be in a noisy environment and pull things out. Now, the irony to this is uh, I'm going to go to to my parents because um, yeah, people know what I've shared about my mom. And my dad is in his 90s. Uh, my dad needs dead silence to have a conversation. Any background noise at all uh, really, really distracts him and bothers him. So based on this research, he would be the one with dementia. He does not have dementia. He's, he's doing... Uh, you know, marvelously well at 95. And um, and my mom, she could have 15 conversations going on and pull stuff out of what people were saying across the room. And so it's not, you know, please don't, you know, look at yourself or look at somebody else and say, oh, my word, because my parents are a perfect example of the exact opposite happened. So please do not sit there and use this as a diagnostic tool. It is not meant to be. And we're going to round this out with failure to launch. This was a Psychology Today ad. And again, it, it kind of goes along with the whole thing that uh, we had here at the beginning when we were talking about that advisory from the, from the Surgeon General. That advisory regarding social media, regarding all the other things. Social media has also created um, a huge problem with people failing to launch their lives. One of the, the big things here is this fear of failure, the fear of, of not being perfect. And so social media paints this picture of people who are, are truly, oh my good God, look how successful they are. Look at the what they can do. Look at this. Look at that. Look at their travels. Look at all these things. And just because somebody has a credit card and they, they make it look like they have this lavish lifestyle, doesn't mean that they can actually pay their credit card off. And just because somebody is putting it on social media doesn't mean that they're actually truly putting it all there. There's actually a company that you can actually rent, believe it or not, this is, a, this is the truth, you can rent an old uh, Learjet and you can go and have photo shoots inside this Learjet as though you're jetting around the world. That That is how shallow people have become based on social media. You can go ahead and Google this. You can rent a Learjet. It's not airworthy. It will not take you anywhere. It is just the fuselage. And you will go inside and they will photo shoot you as though you're traveling around the world like the lifestyles of the rich and famous. 
And this failure to launch is tied to three basic things. is fear of failure, fear of being perfect, over-parenting, helicopter parenting by their parents, making it so that, again, their kids do not look like they're a failure or not perfect, and a lack of financial literacy. And what does financial literacy mean? It amazes me how many people don't understand compound interest. It amazes me how many people don't understand some of the most basic things around how finances around the world work and how debts work, how international debt works. It really does astound me when I talk to people and I talk to them about you know, their, their mortgage rates and, and what's happening and, and the things that are going on and the financial pressures that they feel. And nobody has ever talked to them about these things. And so, you know, going back to an old podcast that I did uh, many months ago, and I talked about you know, how shocked I was that a financial banker, uh, so the, the manager of a branch, and we were talking about interest rate. Oh, they, they can't go up. They can't do this. They can't do that. And I said, well, they're going to go up and they, they are going to go up a lot. They can't. It'll do this. It'll do that. But again, the reason why the interest rates went up is because it is the only way for governments to actually, you know, have influence over the economy. And if you sit at zero or near zero percent, you know, lending rates and, 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 and so on for the overnight bank rates, there's no ability for the government to actually influence the economy. And so it doesn't matter whether you go to Australia or whether you, wherever it is that you go, there is housing crisis going on. There are people who are realizing that they make good money and they can't afford their life. And these are all things related to financial literacy and cash flow. What is cash flow? And again, these things. So take all of these good news stories. This good news story out of psychology today, again, this failure to launch, it doesn't mean we can't do something about it. Now that we have the information, this idea of failure and perfectionism, please, Teach your children to fail and to be okay with it. Teach your children that perfectionism, but you know what? Again, we have so many people that if you put a little kink in their armor and if you say, hey, you aren't very good at, at this, that, or something else, they will have a meltdown and they will come at you like a, like a pit bull. They will come at you like a like a, a a raccoon with rabies they will absolutely come at you like you know like you're in the ocean and the great white shark has not eaten a month and that is so sad because that is where we learn that is where we grow and so on this good news friday y'all are going to be sitting there saying well it doesn't sound like it's not good news but it is good news it's good news because when we know Failure and perfectionism is a is a target. We can do something about that. If we know that helicopter parenting and overparenting is a problem, we can do something about that. We can teach financial financial literacy. We as adults, we can learn about financial literacy. Making sure that where you're getting that information from is really important. News on cancer, huge, fantastic. News that, you know what, there was potentially ice in Antarctica when the planet was two degrees warmer. Again, good news. Because it gives hope for a lot of things. This battery being able to last for many years, if not tens of years, if not a hundred years, uh, based on uh, the research to date, again, fantastic, fantastic news. 
And you know what? The Surgeon General putting out this public advisory, again, it's good news because we can do something with news when it is news we can understand. So for everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded, everybody here at uh, Therapy, for Rebecca, for myself, for Sherry, and everybody who makes this stuff work, hey, good chatting. Hey, it's Rick again here from Black Sheep Rebranded. And again, just a reminder to everybody, these are educational podcasts. These are intended to give you some basic information for you to have a better better scope on life and a better way to approach life. And so I highly encourage everyone, if you have questions about your life, you have questions about finances, you have questions, reach out to a professional, talk to them. This is not a substitute for mental health. It is not a substitute for financial planning or anything else that, that we talk about here. These are things to inspire you to start to ask questions and to live a different life. And so again, all the information here is proprietary. We thank you very, very much for listening. And we hope to uh, be chatting with you again on Monday, January 1st, 2024. Have a good one, folks.